This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. Today, we are joined by Eleanor Lee, Senior Product Marketing Manager, Pranoy Day, Solutions Engineer, and Altaz Vellani, Director of Insights Research. My name is Raquel Rodriguez, and I'll be your host for today's episode. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the challenges that we're seeing in the industry around speed and the value to tech executives. Thank you all so much for joining me today, and I look forward to chatting. But let's just jump into it. Altaz, can you talk about addressing software security within a DevOps environment? Yeah, absolutely, Raquel. So when we look at how quickly we're moving in a DevOps environment, and and uh, are just the ability to try and inject software security into that fast-moving environment is really creating some problems. So what we want to do is we want to try and address this idea of speed to market. We want to get out there quickly. A lot of focus in DevOps has historically been in that space. And now when we start to inject security into that very fast-moving pipeline or set of pipelines, we find that many times it tends to disrupt that flow. And so we end up uh, slowing down time to market. So really what we want to do is look for ways to inject security into these DevOps pipelines so that we're not slowing ourselves down, but still able to move as quickly as we can to get to market. And so within DevOps, we are well aware of a lot of categories of tools out there. We've got the CICD tools, we've got issue tracking systems. And so there's a category of tools out there that help address this specific problem called balanced development automation tools. And what they do is they bring in this balance between security and speed and making sure that we're able to do both. It's not an either or, but a both to get us to market. Thank you, Altez. I guess my next question would be, how can you go fast while reducing risk? So the ability to go quickly while reducing risk is really based on injecting your requirements early, but we go in and take a look, not just requirements that are generated in the traditional way, but we also look at ways in how we might conduct, for example, lightweight threat modeling activities, how we might go in there and leverage existing standards and frameworks that are out there. We also take a look and see how we might be able to leverage architectural patterns that are out there. And then we map these architectural patterns to these frameworks and standards that exist out there already. And by then looking at ways to create a correlation between the two, we generate as an output the necessary set of controls that will allow us to go in and get this into the DevOps pipelines to move quickly to a test against it. And then when the DevOps pipelines are done, because of the integration that exists with balanced development automation tools, we are able to go in there and produce a report that would suggest exactly how far we are in our security posture as it relates to the risk threshold for the organization. Altaz, I'd love to follow up on that. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head when you said integrating with the BDA tools, because at the end of the day, when it comes to development and generating the right requirements up front, but still a lot of it depends on how we're pushing all of that information through to development teams. Their developers, DevOps and DevOps engineers are used to working in a non-redundant environment. They don't like emails and Excel sheets and really being able to leverage BDA tools to be able to push this information, track it, alleviate a lot of those manual things that have to happen during your SDLC. I think that is another really key aspect of how we can speed up security in, in this pipeline and really allow teams to develop faster. 
Yeah, yeah. We're essentially allowing the DevOps teams to continue using tools that they've been using all along and creating a layer on top of that essentially takes these pipelines and adds some intelligence by extracting metrics from those tools. And then being able to collect that and make sense of this information in a way that the business can relate to. Speaking of the business, Altas and Pranoy, I'd like to relate my past experience where I sat on the quote-unquote business side and was driving the launch of an application. I would say speed to market was top of mind. You know, the sooner we could launch, the sooner we could start generating revenues. But there were also other important items on the list that we had to check off and work with other stakeholders on, like, for example, meeting regulatory and privacy requirements. So as I went through this exercise, I kind of worried about gaps or risks that could be identified and that would have to be addressed and which could potentially delay my product launch. So coming into the cybersecurity space with this background and learning about SE elements makes me appreciate how it really helps application teams to go fast while staying safe in a proactive and preventative manner. Um, it really allows security and compliance with corporate policies and industry regulations to be dealt with at the speed of product innovation. Awesome. Now let's switch to training. So there is no time for lengthy training, either for billable reasons or business continuity. So how is this challenge being addressed? Pranoy? The answer is I, I don't really think it's being addressed as well as it should be in the market right now. And typically what we'll see is in a lot of different organizations, they'll mandate training to developers to happen maybe once a year, twice a year. And that is mostly for compliance needs, but the effectiveness of said training and how developers are actually absorbing that information and really being able to implement based on that is a gap right now that at least I have seen in the industry. There's certainly a place for more innovative ways of imparting information to developers, really something uh, which is more agile, which can be in a way where you're giving people information when they need it the most, as opposed to just having them go through hours and hours of training at a time where they're not necessarily motivated to absorb that content. Yeah, I think, Pranoy, along those lines, looking at how you can effectively scale something like this out, imagine organizations that have teams that are spread globally to try to get everybody up to speed in a very short period of time is, is really difficult. And so if we can bring training to these individuals in situ. So while they're doing something, they can immediately get some reinforcement on what it is that they're supposed to do, can help go a long ways towards uh, trying to make sure that the, from a development standpoint, that the reinforcement of that learning is continually being placed in front of them. And not only that, but you can also then take a look at see the intersection of how this whole notion of training intersects with uh, speed to market and delivery and security and all of these things put together. It's an interesting thing that you brought up there. Yeah, it's not just speed to market. It also just significantly increases your potential to tackle security. You think of any organization, they'll probably have two or three superstars that they dump all the security work to. Having proper training in place that where all your developers will now suddenly be able to contribute. Anyone new in the organization will have a proper framework to onboard and get the skills they need, just increases your potential to increase that security footprint all across your organization instantly. Yeah, makes sense. 
Now, speaking of delivery, we hear a lot about the business IT convergence as a means of accelerating product delivery. What are your thoughts on this trend, Altas? Great question. So let's first of all understand this business IT convergence trend, right? In an era now where we've got product teams that are pushing out delivery on a continuous basis, we don't really have an end to a product, but we are continually evolving it, delivering MVP, refining the features. This has essentially been folded into the business units now. And the business units are trying to hustle to, to make sure that their products are delivering value out to the customers and, and doing so very quickly and offering continuous value as they're releasing these things. So that's the idea of this business IT convergence. And when we look at this trend, DevOps has a big part to play in this. We've got the automation capabilities, the cross-functional nature of these pipelines now becomes imperative. And if we look at how all of this is playing together and you start to inject security into this, imagine trying to take organizational risk thresholds across different product lines. It's really difficult to do if we don't have some way of automated and integrated systems. So from my perspective, balanced development automation has a role to play in being able to intersect with all of these various product delivery pipelines and being able to pull back the necessary information that talks about compliance, for example, PCI compliance across a number of different products, uh, and also looking at security, ISO 27001 compliance, NIST 853 compliance, and a whole bunch of new standards and frameworks that are emerging out there. And the goal, of course, here is for the business units to ensure that they are following these particular frameworks and controls in order to be more competitive in the marketplace. So no longer is security considered to be something that gets in the way of delivery into the marketplace, but in fact becomes now an enabler. And security has an opportunity here to go in and suggest ways of being able to release things quicker. For example, if we've got an architecture that is already hardened, now we don't need to go back and recreate the wheel. We simply repurpose that and use that in our delivery pipelines. And we're seeing this, for example, with the work that's being done, and it's well known within the Department of Defense, for example. And there are other organizations that are going through a similar kind of model as well. I guess just to add on to that, uh, Altas, I think you make an excellent point. And one of the things that is important to keep in mind is a lot of these regulations that we adhere, ISO 27001, NIST 853, they are an amalgamation of controls that have to be done by all these different teams. It's only natural then that we start realizing the efficiency gains that can be made by these teams converging and working together. Like you, you have to do a set of business controls, organizational controls, development controls, DevOps controls, things on the HR side, on your security side to get compliant with one single regulation. You're right, security is in this great position now to come and make these recommendations on how to tie all these different strings together to ultimately just improve the way we deliver and how fast we can. And I would say that's, that's where SD Elements has a role to play as well in helping to enable that satisfying multiple requirements or multiple policies and regulations, rationalizing that into a task so that uh, developers aren't overwhelmed 
and they can focus and check the mark on making sure that those are embedded into the product. Thank you for that, Eleanor. And thank you all so much for a really great discussion. I do really appreciate your time today and I look forward to chatting with you all soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Can't get enough of the balancing act? Make sure to check out our website at www.securitycompass.com and be sure to subscribe to our channel for more episodes. Mm -hmm.